Welcome to Behind the Arc. I am Sam at Besnell, and with me is my co-host, Daniel Hammer. So, obviously, the elephant in the room for kind of just today's episode is the just awful game. I don't know how to put it any other way. Just awful game against Oklahoma. We did not look like the second-best basketball team in the nation. I think we're going to first start off saying kind of what went wrong. And uh, Hammer, if you wanted to kick it off, you can. Yeah, they didn't look like the second-best team in the country, and to be completely honest, they didn't really even look like the fourth-best team in the country, which, you know, thankfully they didn't drop too far past that. Uh, I will say it's they didn't play that well, but every time they got on a spurt, Oklahoma just looked like they had answers, and answers for everybody uh, and, and everything that happened. I kind of, you know, you talk about, the bubble, the crack at some point, or the bubble popping at some point. Um, obviously, it popped, and you have to think how they bounce back from something like that. I don't know. Does practice look any different this week? Did they chalk it up like, hey, maybe we all need to regroup? Or, you know, the fact that they are not invincible right now. I think – well, I think uh, – I can't remember which player it was, but one player did come out and say that – they weren't ready for this game. They thought, they came into this game thinking that it wouldn't be competitive. And obviously, it's not the mindset you want to have. And I guess that, yes, that game was awful and it was not a good showing. And I think it was a snowball of kind of things that have been happening for the past two weeks since the uh, since Darius Miles incident, which is a thing that finally caught up to them. Just the emotion and the exhaustion from that. Um, but I think it's a wake-up call that they're going to need. And, I mean, we saw Kansas. Kansas lost in the big uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge last year. I'm not saying that we're going to go win the national championship. But, I mean, they clearly needed something to go refocus themselves and get on a roll. And a wake-up call is what they needed. And we might just need a wake-up call. And I think... While it yes, it sucks that we had to lose a game that way. It's hopefully it's gonna be a good wake wake up call to get these guys on a roll or back on a roll or back on track. And second, we have people storming the court when they beat Alabama basketball now. And that is yeah, a very awesome. positive thing. I mean, that's an extremely positive thing. Yeah, that's a good feeling, isn't it? It's it's a great I mean it's it's like it sucks because obviously you get you lose, but it's also great because you finally reached that level of success as a program and as a team, where you deserve getting the court stormed on you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I really didn't also realize how, and I, I guess this this plays into it also. I didn't realize how bad Oklahoma was this year. Looking at their record, they just really do not have any good numbers this year. I mean, I think they came into this game really thinking that this is their – they're a bubble team, and this is their last chance to get a great non-conference win, and they did exactly that. Yeah, I mean, they're now 12-9, and nine, but, I mean, they go into the game almost 500. So, that, I mean, absolutely. It, that was a huge game for them. I mean, the, the Big 12 is really tough. And that's why they are still a bubble team at what they were eleven and eleven and nine, is because it's so tough. The Big Twelve is 
the hardest is the toughest com is the toughest conference to play in basketball. I mean, they still have to play West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, Texas, um, Iowa State, and Kansas, 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 and TCU. I mean, Kansas State one more time and TCU. That is a ridiculous final stretch. And I think that I mean they have I mean you have they essentially have to win almost every game from now on. And that's going to be very tough. I mean, they held it close with Baylor um a week ago. They barely beat and barely beat West Virginia around a week uh, a few weeks ago. And I mean they're they're hanging around some really good teams. They lost by one to Texas, they lost by three to Iowa State, they lost by four to Kansas. But the question still remains, can they still win? Can they pull out of these close games to earn a you know, playing spot or a, or to earn a spot in, in the tournament? And that game was huge for them. And um, it, was re- it was just a really interesting game. And I just think everything bad that has been that how play wise and emotionally and emotionally wise has kind of caught up with Alabama. And I think they have. I think we were kind of riding off the emotion of the LSU game, and I think after I think after the LSU game, we're just kind of sticking to that. I mean, the past well, the previous like four games before that, we were just sticking to that, and I don't think they were able to stick with that emotion anymore. And I mean, credit to them for hanging on that long. That's it's just a tough situation to deal with. But we'll see how they respond. And I think that's gonna be obviously that's gonna be key. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I I never know where people are at mentally, especially athletes. Um, I can tell you numbers, numbers. Oh, you want to take a quick guess off the top of your head, off the dome, who Alabama's top two scores were on Saturday. I know Rylan Griffin was the top scorer. Rylan Griffin was the top scorer. Well, it's still Brandon Miller. Oh no, it was, no. It was JQ. It was JQ. It right? was JQ. Yeah. And and JQ's great. And I'm glad we got a good game out of Ryland Griffin. But here's the answer to why you get blown out 93 to 69. The top two scores are not in the starting five. Which that and I'm not saying they should be in the starting five. Our starting five is great. I don't think Ryland Griffin should replace any of them. You could maybe make the argument for JQ, but I, I promise you that's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with it is if the starting five, the best five guys that Alabama has, are not going to be the top scorers or the top impact players of the game, then, I mean, you're setting yourself up to not win the game. I mean, you are. Um, that is an issue. That's an issue in itself, I think. But something is just weird overall. And with Saturday's game, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean, like, Alabama starters scored any, 37 any... points. Say that again? Alabama started, scored 37 points on Saturday. Oklahoma scored 50 points in the first half and 43 points in the second half. They outscored the starters both halves. Ugh, that's ridiculous. Oh, God. I didn't realize that. It's a bad stat. Yeah, they outscored the starters in both halves of basketball. Uh, yeah, I'm, honestly, I didn't realize that. That is not great. I mean, I I don't know what happened. I think, I think I agree. I think that they didn't see it as I I saw it as a trap game. I didn't mention that. 
on last week's episode, but I felt that as a trap game. And it, obviously it was. And I think that is we just weren't hitting shots. I feel like the, the uh, shooting slump that has happened over the past couple of weeks really act, finally caught up with us. We weren't we we weren't able to cover up those mistakes, and um, it it's be again. I think it's be really interesting to see how this team responds. So that it's just a very overall young team, and we'll see. It's very interesting to see how they're going to respond. So I don't know how they're going to respond. Are they going to respond like like Kansas, where? I mean, Kansas last year, they went out and obviously won national championship. Again, I'm not saying we are going to do that. But are they going to come back out and be even better and go make the Final Four, Elite Eight, or national championship? Or is it going to be like, I mean, last year where we lost, um, which game was it that we lost? It was like, it was, uh, where we lost like Georgia or Missouri and like late, or like around this time last year. And obviously we beat Baylor after that, but that was the down spiral of last year. Is it going to be like that, or is it going to be like Kansas or another team that lost a game and then came storming back and did great things? Yeah, I mean, I they could go. They're definitely at the fork in the road. February starting, that's a big month, especially in – I mean, they're in a better seat now than they are usually. You know, now we're kind of in the seat of, okay, let's figure out how to go through February to prepare for March instead of let's just win as many games as we can. doesn't really matter what we do and how we do it. We just have to win to get in. Um, so we're definitely in a better spot. Um, mm-hmm. But we need to figure out how to do it because this is that next step. We're not, you know – this is that next step to becoming great, to making a final four, to winning a conference title. And they, they did win that conference title against LSU a couple years ago. And I think they probably had the same mindset when it come, when it came to February, I don't know if they lost their last game in January, but I know around February, you have to come to this fork in the road and say, okay, what, what are we going to do to be better? Even if, even if Alabama wins against Oklahoma, because let's be honest, Oklahoma, I mean, they're good because they beat Alabama and Alabama's good, but they're not very good. So even if they win that game, they're still going to ask themselves these questions. So they just have to, they have to figure it out. They have to get, really, they just have to get more points on the board. I mean, because 69 is really not close to their average. I mean, Mm-mm. I think with the average in about high 70s a game. Yeah, which it, was, I, it was around that. It was yeah. like they were scoring. It was ridiculous how – it was ridiculous how good we were on both sides of the ball, just statistically. And, again, I don't know how they're going to respond. And, again, obviously that is the key. But it's going to be really interesting to see how – are they going to, you know, kind of cool down a bit? Or are they – I mean, like, this team looked unbeatable two weeks ago. Right. And yeah, now, we didn't know which game they'd lose. We had, that, was, that was what we are talking about last week, is which game is it that we're going to lose? This was not the game I thought we were going to lose, though. 
no, this is not the game I thought we were going to lose. Thought it'd be a test. No way, shape, or form did I think we were going to lose. I could even take a time machine back to next Monday and give you the same takes. I, I, I just, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I mean, like I said, even if I went back in the time machine, I would still be telling you the same thing. There's no way they lose to Oklahoma. They're going to lose eventually. I don't know to who, but it's not going to be Oklahoma. I mean, I'm hoping that – I mean, like, we, we were talking about – we thought it was going to be Auburn and Tennessee. Right. And, uh, and recently, Auburn's infamous winning home winning streak got snapped against A&M, which, again, that's going to be a really tough game. I don't I mean that's a tough. I mean, it was going to be Auburn and Tennessee. That's what we were really discussing. It could be other games, but those were the two major ones. I had no clue it was going to be Oklahoma, and I think it looked like they were going to come back for a little bit, and then I don't. And then they just Oklahoma just pulled away. It was. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I truly believe that the emotion and the pure just exhaustion from this team finally crept up to them because there is no, there's like, there is no way you go through something like that as a team and you don't feel and it's something and it doesn't affect how you play. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Something was definitely off. I don't know if it's that. I, I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I don't, the I, way the way this team has been playing, I mean, they haven't been shooting the ball as great as recently. I don't know the last time. I don't remember the last time Mark Sears or – I mean, I love Noah Glowney. Please keep shooting threes. I don't know. He's missed 20-something in a row, which, honestly, if he can keep doing that and we can keep winning games and he stays another year, that's great. Uh, that's, a, I, that's a joke. I want him to start making those threes. But we've we've just hit this really weird slump. Mississippi State. I thought we we're gonna lose that game. That was yeah, that was way too close for comfort. But yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, I know adversity and all this stuff. I don't know. I just think personally, after years and years of just even watching basketball in general, I just mm-hmm. think teams go through slumps. So I I don't I agree. Know. Instead of trying to find the answer, I just feel weird. I, I feel weird personally saying that that's what I'm going to hang the Alabama slump on. Like hang the hat on the rack of that's the reason for the day. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and but, it could. I mean, it, it very oh, yeah, definitely, I agree with both of those points. It definitely could, but also definitely doesn't have to be. Yeah. Cause I mean, to just say that a good team is in a slump, I mean, I, to me, that's normal. So, I mean, I, and I'm sure, you know, like I face adversity, they do this, they overcome. I think people say that a lot in sports, so I think that's automatically what it's getting drawn to. But I don't know. They could just be in a slump. I mean, there's some NBA team that just lost five games, and then they just won. Like, I know it's really random, but it was one of the better – it might have been the Pels. I mean, I know that's really random. But there's some there's some NBA team recently that recently just broke a five-game losing streak. Might have been the Lakers. Was it the Lakers? That sounds definitely probably right. Um, they recently did a three-game one. Shoot. I want to say, ooh, who was it? Was it the Pels? 
It was wow. They lost a bunch of games in a row. I mean, the, I mean the Pels are a very good team. I mean, Herb obviously is great. Zion is great. CJ McCollum's great. Jose Alvarado's great. I mean, they have so many great players on this team, and they just lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Yeah, that's and tough. they are playing the Nuggets tomorrow night. I don't know if they'll win. I mean. And I think the Pelicans are a very good team. They're still, you know, they're very good. Bat- they're a very good NBA team. And again, the point still stands: good teams and great teams go through slumps. And I do think maybe we are going through a slump right now. Maybe the maybe the emotions of Darius Darius Miles incidents catching back up to them. We don't know, but. We also, but the main thing is again, and I will always, I will keep stressing, stressing this for the rest of the episode. How will they respond? Like, obviously, that is the key. If they don't respond better, if they don't respond and take control of what's going on, if they don't work harder, if they don't kind of recapture their dominance, what happens? Yeah, I mean, and they're going to have to because it's only it's only going to get more difficult because now you have, again, once you get in that, once you get to that fork in the road when you have to decide how you want to play, everybody's doing it. It's not just the smart teams. It's the dumb teams too. So you're looking at the winners and the losers of everything and you're thinking to yourself, okay, um, you know, Bad teams are going to be playing their absolute hearts out. Good teams might sit a guy. They might be running some different stuff, not stuff that you practice for usually because they're trying out some new stuff for March. So, I mean, the, the whole game changes once it hits. Once it hits, maybe not, you know, like tomorrow night in February, but it, it definitely hits um, mid-February for sure. All this stuff changes. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, ooh, we don't know how they're gonna play, and I feel like I keep saying the same point. I don't know what's going on, but every team is at the point where it's there's all these bubble teams, so all these teams last four in, last four out, first four out, whatever, and. What's going and they are those teams are making decisions on how are we going to play? I mean, like you said, how are we going to play the rest of the year? What do we need to do to make it into the tournament? There's teams that are there's, you know, these teams that are sitting in these low mid majors who are okay. What do we have to do the rest of the season to prepare us for the conference tournament? And I mean, you have to, and they have to win that title to make it. What every team in the country is thinking about, you know, Purdue thinking about what do we have to do to remain, to you know, not to keep the number one spot. We're thinking, how do we recapture the dominance from two weeks ago? How or how do we recapture that momentum, or how do we get out of this slump and? However, Nate Oates or assistant coaches or the players come out, however they come out and respond, 
we will see. We will. I don't know if I don't know if it's gonna be evident tomorrow night. I don't know if it's gonna be evident on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know when we are going to see it. But when we, but if whenever we like, we need to see it at some point. I'm not. This team is still very good. I sound like that. This team. Is, I'm not. I mean, I. Sound, I feel like I'm talking about Kentucky basketball right now. But when will we see this team go back to how it was two weeks ago? Again, I think that is that is the key. How will they respond? And I will keep stressing that. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're gonna have to respond. They're gonna have to figure it out soon. I mean, March is. I mean, March is very quickly approaching. It's close. And also, those Auburn and Tennessee games are really close. We got to figure it out by then. What's going on? How many? We we have three games. We need to get out of the slump in three games. And preferably, we have to get out of it now. But if, yeah, preferably now. But like we have, if we cannot, we cannot drop both. We cannot drop both those games. We can't lose to the three of these teams that were scheduled to play next. But. No, no, we, we can't at all. And and honestly, if, if we lose another game, it shouldn't be until Tennessee. Or, I, or whichever one of those come first. I agree. I think the last the and we'll see, I think, but I agree with you. The last thing the first team that we should lose to should be Tennessee. But after this weekend, I don't know. And again, how will they respond? Yeah. I feel how like I feel like everybody is looking for to be able to come out against this team. And we will, I mean, like, nobody wants I'm in mean, basketball, to, I mean, I'm in mean, football to succeed. But when I'm in mean, basketball starts to succeed, which is about, uh, college basketball, is probably the second most popular collegiate sport, at least in the South. Because there's hockey and there's hockey and lacrosse and other places, but I think nationwide it is basketball. Oh yeah. Um, they, you don't want to see the team that has been winning all these championships and all these games and has been purely dominant for the past fifteen years to become the same in the second most popular collegiate sport. Yeah, well, that's what and, Florida used to be like. To me, what they won this, they won the na- the national championship. What what two years was that? That was was that 06, 08? Was was that oh, the future? for Florida two thousand five two thousand six? Oh, that's what it was. I thought I don't know what 06 and o- to oh eight was. I think oh eight LSU won the college football title. What do you say? I think oh eight uh, LSU won the college football title. I, I don't I don't remember, but. I mean, you don't want to see, you don't want Alabama to be great in basketball. So obviously, everybody's going to want this team to not, everybody's going to be rooting against this team for the sole reason that they are affiliated with Alabama football. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're the villain. Yeah. Every, I mean, it, by association with Alabama football, this team is the villain. And I mean, if nobody wants them, I mean, nobody wants them to succeed except Alabama fans. I mean, we'll see. This it's gonna be really interesting, I think, to see how they do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think we've pretty much covered all the bases. I mean, I know we normally go a full 40, but 
I think we've covered all the bases tonight. Like you said, we keep hitting the hitting the points. You know, how do they respond? When do they respond? And how quickly can they get back to normal? I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's anything else we haven't hit on. I'm trying. I mean, I think again, I'm always. I'm gonna keep saying this. I've probably said about forty times this episode. It's probably too much. How will they respond? Well, I mean, if they don't re- if they come out we past two games, they come out flat in the first half. How will they make adjustments to not do that? They've. I mean, how how are they gonna respond to crowd noise? I mean, the, that was the fir- that was the first non neutral site game. We I mean non neutral site game was dropped. Uh so to be fair, we've been winning these tough road games. Correct. I mean, I I think my my point my points I have a few points. Obviously, how will they respond? My second one, this is still a very good basketball team. They have beat some very quality teams. Houston is a very good basketball team. Arkansas, when they're all healthy and together, that's a very good basketball team. Um, Mississippi State, very good basketball team. Uh, Michigan State, usually a pretty good basketball team. Carolina, good bat. I mean, we've beat some really good teams. Memphis is okay. like we. Memphis is a really good team, but we can't. We can't. This is so we, we can't get so caught up in. Oh, I mean, we almost lost Mississippi State. Who's still a good, still a good team, but we almost lost Mississippi State at home, and we almost lost to Oklahoma. I mean, we got destroyed by Oklahoma. We can't get caught up in that. I mean, when in the fact, what the fact still remains that this this basketball team is amazing. This is oh yeah, the best basketball teams, if not the best basketball team we have ever fielded or put out on the court. We, they will. I think that they will respond. I think Nato is a good enough coach where they will respond. But, <laughs> but Diamond but, is just curious. How will they respond? That's the question. How and when? Because if they respond, you know, and mid March, well, we might be out of the tournament by then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I don't think it's going to take that long. I think this team is a lot better than that. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I think that's a good place to, I think that's a good place to bookmark it. All right. So this was the ooh, eighth episode, right? I think Maybe so. Eight, nine weeks now. It's I the eighth so. episode of Behind the Arc. Next week, we'll get back to you on. Obviously, how we responded, and we'll look at two biggest games, the SEC stretch at Tennessee, or at Auburn, and then at Tennessee, which could decide the SEC. Those are two very tough games. We will see you all next Monday, Roll Tide. Roll Tide.